Wednesday night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I just have to say on that Nigel Farage video that I just showed when he was reading that headline, I'm, I'm, and I'm not getting it 100% right because it's really impossible to get it right, but a, a, a man's friend, or I can't remember exactly how it went because it's so confusing now, but a friend gets raped by her trans friend's uh, penis, something, something along those lines. I can't. Aaron, see if you can pull that back up for me if you can. It, we'll see if you can get it right now. But I mean, that's just, it is the absolute insanity of today is just beyond. I mean, it really is. Play for me. I'm just having a look at the papers today. A trans predator has been convicted of raping a friend with her penis. We all got mad. So, <laughs> a, a trans predator has been convicted of raping her friend with his penis, <laughs> with her penis, her friend with her penis. That, that, that's the, that's the, that is the globalist left. That right there is the embodiment of the Democratic Party and the globalist left. Right there, we can just play that, but I don't even need to play another video tonight. That is the embodiment of every last thing that you are seeing. Of course, we'll do more than that. Let's look right into the, the banking crisis that we've seen already saw everybody saw on monday that signature bank has now been taken over by the federal government also so under joe biden's reign we've had the second largest clo bank closure in history and now the third largest bank closure in history not and by the way People talk about bank closures during Donald Trump's four years. Well, there's like 14 of them. But again, remember, banks close all the time. Businesses close all the time. Restaurants close all the time. These are not the second and third largest bank closures in history in the matter of how many days do you think it was, Aaron? Four days? Four, three, four, five days, something like that. The second largest goes first. Then the third largest goes after that, all in a matter of less than a week. That's the accomplishments of Joe Biden. Of course, I've, I've used Tucker a lot. He great, brings uh, great summations to this. Vigilant Fox video, Tucker Carlson asks how the FDIC missed the Silicon Valley Bank debacle before it ever happened. Play it for me. On Friday, as you know, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, failed. That became the second largest bank failure in American history. Then on Sunday, authorities took over Signature Bank in New York. That became the third largest bank failure in American history. Then today, shortly after the markets opened, trading in several regional banks had to be halted. Western Alliance was down almost 80%. First Republic, which of course, Jim Cramer endorsed just a few days ago on CNBC. <laughs> that was down nearly 70%. Jim Cramer's always welcome to come on this show for amusement purposes. PacWest down 50%, Comerica down 40%, and so on. So there was panic, of course, reflected in markets, and it wasn't just regional banks that were affected. For a while this morning, you could not even trade stock in Charles Schwab, venerable Charles Schwab. Schwab went down 25% and tripped a circuit breaker. That's bad. In fact, that kind of panic could quickly, conceivably, become a catastrophe. Now, we could talk about banking debacles all show. I'm not going to do that. we got a lot of other things to get to. And a lot of people, are it's pure panic when it comes to this. Let me just urge you, the difference between this podcast and basically all others, basically all others that cover everything, there's... There's more Christian podcasts, there's political podcasts. We do both because everything is both. Your Christianity should be your, your politics. Your politics should be your Christianity. And that's the way it is because our, our politics should be the Bible. Our lives should be the Bible. So getting freaked out about all this, if you're freaked out about bank closures, please understand that's because you're part of the world's economy. You should not be part of the world's economy. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. 
And let me just, here's the path. Here's so everybody knows, controversial to some, lifestyle for others, and anywhere in between for, for everybody else. But it does run the gamut. This is controversial to some. It's my lifestyle. What you need to do to escape the Joe Biden economy, the globalist leftist economy, is you must join God's economy. Get saved, and maybe you are already saved, but you don't tithe. Well, if you don't tithe, you're robbing from God. It's Malachi 3, 8 through 11. I'm not looking for your tithes. You wouldn't tithe to a podcast anyway. Your tithe would go to whatever church you're attending. In Malachi 3, 8 through 11, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Well, and, and, and there you go. I mean, it's, it really is that simple. You are cursed with a curse, even this old nation. For you have robbed me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Get out of the Lord's economy. Well, I believe that I can be in the Lord's economy without tithing. You're completely wrong. That's not the Bible. You're living a Christianity that's not biblical. How can you live a Christianity that's not biblical? Why are you saying this, Tom? Are you after our money? How am I after your money? I can't, I, this, everybody always, every, every cheap, tightwad Christian who doesn't give, oh, that's their default statement. The preacher's after my money. How am I after your money? It wouldn't count as a tithe if you bought a TLP uh, hat tonight or, or T-shirt. The only way that you'd ever tithe to my ministry is if you attended my church. And there's people that are attending both locally and non-locally because there are no good churches in the area they live, so we are their church. That's just the, that's the way things have to go right now, by the way. If you have, you have a bunch of COVID-caving churches in your area that have not repented of COVID-caving, didn't say they reopened, not those that are pretending like it never happened. I'm talking about churches that COVID-caved and have never publicly come out and repented. Just, to, just never attend those churches. Reject those churches summarily in Jesus' name. But if you want to get out of the God, if you want to get out of the Biden economy and get into the abundance of God's economy, which means you will always prosper. That's impossible, Tom. If the stock market closes, if the stock market goes down, that's impossible, Tom. If the banking system crashes, no, it's not. God, God is not beholden to this world's economy. He has He has nothing to do with it. So get into His economy. Then you don't need to worry. You do not need to worry about what's going on in these banks. Because I can just sit here and tell you all this negative information. And it's, we need to get that negative information out because we have a Goebbels-style media that refuses to report facts and actually, and actually uh, attacks factual information as disinformation. Just like the Nigel Farage video, we have a man raping, you have a female raping her female friend with her penis. Okay, that, that's, that's the culture that we live in now where you have the arbiters of disinformation those, well, not, yeah, the arbiters of disinformation are the ones who are policing disinformation. So you have the fox guarding the, the hen house as usual. But I'm just telling you, that's how you get out of this. The answer to none of this, listen, I, I love Donald Trump. I love Ron DeSantis. Tom, pick one. I'm not going to pick one. I want to see him debate. All the rest of the people on the Trump side right now, because nobody's saying anything on the DeSantis side. So I'm just calling it what it is. On the Trump side that are attacking DeSantis, you look like cowards. Just get on a debate stage and have at it, and you and I will decide who is the best man. Front runners, obviously Donald Trump. Obviously Donald Trump. By, by double digits in every poll that I've seen with a few outliers. 
in just a few outliers. Mainly, it's Trump by 20, 30 percent at times. So, I mean, I mean, but I want to see if, if DeSantis decides to run. I want to see him go at it and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But DeSantis and Trump, neither one of them were the Republican, the, you know, the, obviously the Republican establishment, the RNC with Ronna McDaniel and all. They're not the answer. They're not the answer. They're, first of all, even if you have great, uh, a, a conservative revolution in America, which I'm open for, I'm a conservative, but I'm mostly, in prior, number one priority is I'm a Christian. That's number one. So that's the answer is revival, not a conservative revolution. I want both. But revival is the only thing that saves souls and the only thing that will make you happy on a continuous basis. I'm telling you, that's the way it is. So do not fear. If you are not saved, then fear what's going on right now. If you are saved and not a tither, start tithing. If you are saved and a tither, you are perfectly fine as long as you look at tithing correctly, which is it is seed into the kingdom of God where all of my needs will always be met in Jesus' mighty name. There we go. Let's go on. Silicon Bank, here's a slide. Silicon Valley Bank had no head of risk management. That's a little bit of a problem, right? When you're dealing with heavy-duty risk risk investments, which is what, by the way, it's not the woke. Listen, the wokeism is horrible and all that going on with, with SVB. I get it. But what killed them was, was investing in very risky investments, which were, by the way, you know what they were? Were government bonds. That's what they did. And the problem was with hyperinflation, they ended up with bonds that were worth 3%. And then with Biden inflation, they were having to go against bonds with 8% and lost all their money. But don't worry, Joe Biden came out came and bailed him out. We'll get to that in a minute. Silicon Valley Bank had no head of risk management for nine months before it collapsed. Collapsed As woke boss for Europe, Middle East, and Africa was busy organizing a month-long pride campaign and a lesbian visibility day and here's the thing that i'll tell you about all this no matter what people believe it will not save them from their practices you can believe all you want you can believe you know what if we do the right esg thing if we do the right crt thing if we do the right dna d dei thing it will always work i mean it will and you know what none of these other things these cursory issues like risk management and proper investments you know, they'll take care of themselves. That's absolutely incorrect. Even if you are a die to the wool, you are an absolute, you know, hyper dedicated, zealous Democrat, it will not save you from the implications of your policies. You're like, even if you win, it's just, and they're not really winning, but they think they win. Say you win, you, you're out there propagating lies and you fool people into voting Democrat Again, okay, yay, you won. People voted Democrat. There was no red wave. Is that making your egg prices go down, your gas prices go down, your grocery prices go down, your rent prices, your car prices, and everything else go down? Your utility prices? No. You may have stopped the red wave, but now you have to live the implications of the policies that you vote for. Nothing's going to stop it. It's not going to spare you because you're on the, the winning side of politics. Not going to spare you from the implications. And on the plus side, when we win, as conservatives, we get Donald Trump in four years of prosperity and no war. So nothing saves us either. If we're zealous pro-Trumpers, which I am, and you're a zealous MAGA Republican, I'm not a Trump sycophant. I'm zealously pro-Trump. He does something stupid, I'll still bring it up. Just like he brings up when other people do stupid things. I'll bring up stupid things that he does. But, you know, just like Trump, 
I don't get spared the repercussions of voting for Donald Trump. It just happens to be those because, you know, I I voted for Donald Trump. Yay, I won, I won. I won a political victory. Well, what are the repercussions? Because I'm not going to be spared of them. Um, A great GDP, a ever-increasing stock market, four years of prosperity, no wars, uh, many other things. My taxes went way down. Everything became way more affordable under Donald Trump. So those are my repercussions that I'm not going to be spared. And you on the left, you will not be spared of the repercussions just because you have uh, political victories. Political victories. Okay, you you know what? Yay! We've kept the border open. Yay! That's going to stop your kids from being raped, beaten up. Your job's, your job's not being there, just, but you're on the right side. You won a political victory. The border is open. We win. That's going to that's gonna keep you from being victimized. We're having a full-scale invasion on the border right now, which I'll get to in a little bit. And you're like, that's wrong. You shouldn't say it. Well, listen, how many crimes, how many rapes, how many robberies, how many murders per year happen to Americans by illegal immigrants or illegal aliens, as I like to call them? How many? None of those crimes would happen. Not one. If the illegal alien was properly taken care of, and most of them were arrested numerous times before they committed their second or third sexual assault. That's a fact. It's the way that it is. They were deported numerous times before that snuck across Joe Biden's wide open border, which was completely and totally shut down by Donald Trump. And they're doing all sorts of little games down there, which I'll get to in a little bit. All right, where am I at? All right, so that goes next one for me, Heather. All right, Fade uh, tweet. Before the collapse, executives at Silicon Valley, at Valley Bank sold shares. So here's where the, what the executives were doing. They were pushing, uh, what was that, lesbian something month, lesbian diversity month, what was it, Aaron? Lesbian visibility day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> lesbian visibility day, they were pushing that, they had that going. They were pushing DNI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, CRT, critical race theory. They were obviously an ESG company, environmental, social governance. Never forget that G on the end of it, where you'll be invi- governed environmentally and socially by some sort of leftist global authority, of course. While they were busy doing that, and, they, and again, you think that that's going to keep your bank. We, we win. We, were, we, we, we taught our, our, our entire company, CRT. We win. We, told our, we, we, we taught our entire company. DNI, okay, you want a pseudo political victory, but that's not going to save you from the repercussions of your banking policies. And, here, and here's what those that were teaching DNI, CRT, and lesbian visibility days, here they, here's, the, here's what they were doing behind the scenes. Gregory Be- Becker, CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, sold 11% of his shares on February 27th of this year. Michael Zucker sold 19%. Daniel Beck sold 32%. Michael Draper sold 25%. They all knew, they all knew it was going down. So these people were selling. And I saw, I can't remember the numbers. I should have actually found that tweet and, and brought it, but I, I didn't remember to do it. These are, this is millions, millions and millions of dollars, what we call golden parachutes. So I, as usual, the, the bourgeois leftist elite pushing CRT. This sounds eerily familiar to FTX, doesn't it? And what was Silicon Valley Bank? It was a... Stealing from Steve Bannon, a tech bro company. It was funding leftist uh, Silicon Valley tech companies. It was basically a lending source for Democratic Party initiatives and Democratic Party companies. And just so everybody knows, and most of you already know this, 
the glo- the the bourgeois now the the what, what what Republicans have been accused of, you know, since since I can remember decades for decades and decades that we were the we were the party of the rich. No, the party of the bourgeois leftist rich is now the Democratic Party. We are the party of the working class. You and I look at what's happening, and and I and again I, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I have any of these things on videos. I don't necessarily, but no, I do have it. I do have it. Good. I mean, on a tweet, because it's a Charlie Kirk tweet where there's actually style. I have it. It's next. Go ahead. Put that up there, Heather. So here it is. Here's what, here's what Silicon, Val, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, sorry for me to say that, SVB, or Silicon Valley Bank. And when you like to talk as fast as I do, it's hard to get it out for some reason. So it's 73. They gave $73,450,000 to Black Lives Matter, <laughs> and re- 73 million to Black Lives Matter and related causes. So d- Black Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter entities, 73 million dollars, and Joe Biden just paid them back all 73 million dollars that they gave to BLM. It's just again, I would like to use disgusting language, but I can't. It's just circular. I'll leave it at that. Everything is circular. It's all, it's all circular. It doesn't, none of these people operate with any measure of accountability because it doesn't matter if they lose all their, their customers' money. It doesn't matter. They all leave with golden parachutes. I don't know, could you make it on $36 Because that's what one of them left with, $36 million. I don't know if it was the CEO or not. Could you survive on $36 million for a couple of years? They're, that's, they're just leaving millions and millions of dollars because it doesn't matter. They leave with their golden parachutes. The federal government, which is the which is the, the the again the bourgeois globalist elite, then pay them back all the money that their company that their company. And it's not just FDIC is coming in now, and everybody thinks that only the comp- the customers with two hundred fifty thousand dollars less and less in the bank are being paid back by the FDIC. Not not correct. Joe Biden is paying back everybody. He's making. Everybody else. So if there was a business that had $14 million in there for payroll, he's paying them back. It shouldn't be that way. It should not. You and I should not be on the hook for people's banking practices. We should not be on the hook for them at all. All right, let's go to the next one. I ended up talking about the same thing all night long. Lee Fang tweet. The bank that was just closed, Signature Bank, is one that this is very interesting. Now, if you don't remember 2008, this won't be interesting to you until I tell you is one that had Barney Frank, that, that is the one that Barney Frank joined after retiring from Congress. Now, who's Barney Frank? That's Congressman Barney Frank, I believe from Massachusetts, if I get that right, definitely from New England. So Barney Frank was who? Barney Frank is who caused the mortgage crisis starting in 2006. What are the, Dodd-Frank was passed, which deregulated Barney Frank has become a member of the board since 2015. Barney Frank served. Hey, I got it right. Massachusetts. There we go. 81. Jeez, look at all. Oh, let's, let's name all his accomplishments from 1981, 2013, shall we? Eh, none. So, so there's Barney Frank. Yeah, leave it up just like that. He was part of Chris Dodd and Barney Frank put out the Dodd-Frank Amendment, the Dodd-Frank Bill, which what, what is, just for a very quick summation of what it was, it enabled banks to give loans to people who didn't qualify for the loans. You didn't even have to prove anything with the Dodd-Frank bill. You go in and say, you know what? I got $14 million offshore. Oh, your mortgage, there you go. $5 million mortgage for you. You didn't have to prove anything. 
Because why? Because if it was, you didn't have the labels back then of CRT or DNI, critical race theory, diversity, equity, inclusion. We didn't have any of that yet. But he's forcing bankers, just like they're forcing now the FAA to hire pilots and air traffic controllers according to DNI, diversity, equity, inclusion. That makes you feel good when you're flying, doesn't it? You and the 200 other people in the plane, that you have somebody who is on, you know, who got their job because they're a transgender lesbian who rapes people with their penis. That, I mean, that's good, isn't it? That makes you feel safe and secure up in the sky. Well, this is the same thing that was going on at, 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 at gosh, I got something in my mouth here. Oh, it's a, it was a uh, beard hair. There we go. That's first. You probably never saw that on a podcast before. There you go. It's driving me crazy. It was like attached from my beard to the bottom of my lip. It's driving me crazy. But who is Chris? Now, who, now who is this guy? So you have Dodd-Frank, the Dodd-Frank bill, which, which made banks, made banks, and banks didn't care. Why? Why wouldn't a bank care if they wrote bad mortgages? First of all, they package these mortgages off and sell them. So they get, if they get that done in time, they take no loss. They sell them at a profit. Package up all these. You remember Fannie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Is that right? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which was a government guarantee, guarantor of all mortgages. So these banks would package these mortgages and say you, they were, they, you got a mortgage for 4%. Well, they'd sell them to Freddie and Fannie at 6% and make money, right? So that's one thing they'd do. And if they person uh, defaulted on their mortgage, first of all, Freddie and Fannie, it's now their responsibility. But even if, they, even if the bank still held the mortgage, the federal government would come in and bail them out. So they could never lose. Again, it's all circular. I've got to find out, Aaron, you got to think. See if you can find me a synonym for that that's not disgusting. But it's all absolutely circular. These people are endlessly covering for themselves. You and I pay the price. They're bankrupting the country. And what the, what's amazing to me is idiots like this. What I guess they don't understand, and I, and I try to put this into a cogent sentence and it's difficult because none of it makes sense, is if you're going to rip off the country that you live in, destroying the country for your own benefit, how will your benefit continue after the country's destroyed? Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. So I just, I don't get any of the, I get that with the same same thing with illegal immigration. Yay, we crossed the border. You're destroying the country that you're so eager to cross the border to get into. So what is the benefit of crossing the border once the country's gone? None of these people seem to get this. They're just for temporary personal, personal profit and personal fame, personal self-aggrandizement. So that's that's who Barney Frank was. And of course, he was on the board of Signature Bank which is the third largest bank closure in United States history, which came three to four days later after the second largest bank closure in United States history, all under Joe Biden. He sets all kinds of records. Every single year, Joe Biden sets more records. Highest level of felonious crime increases in history. Highest level of murder increases in history. The, uh, the highest level of illegal border crossings every month in history, Joe Biden sets one historical record after another. Congratulations to him. All right, go to the next one for me. Here's a pick. Now, there she is. This is the person who, who wasn't in charge for the last nine months, but here was the head of financial risk assessment and model risk 
at Silicon Valley Bank. What does model risk mean? Who knows? They just give themselves all sorts of titles, like Rachel Levine, the admiral of whatever she's the admiral of, he the, whatever he's the admiral of. See, they're even, they're even brainwashing me. Occasionally, occasionally, I call a he a she now because they're, they're getting into my head. The phrase, not too far, though. I always correct it. The phrase, here's, here's what she was all about. Read the bottom. The phrase, you can't be what you can't be, resonates, resonates with me. As a queer person of color, what does this have to do with interest rates? What does this have to do with making your, your customers money? What, do, what does this have to do with risk management? What does this have to do with keeping your bank from defaulting? Well, she's got, as a queer person of color, just like our military right now, which basically has the exact same. Listen, I know some of you absolutely adore the military. I was raised in a military home. My dad retired as a lieutenant commander from the Navy after 20 years and then taught ROTC for the next 25 years. I'm a military guy, born in California, moved to Virginia Beach, Germany, back to Virginia Beach. My dad retired and we all moved to Florida. So I'm a military guy. I love the military. Some of the, the people that I admire the most are in the military. I love them. Okay, but our military right now is not the military that was under Donald Trump. It's not the military that was even under Barack Obama. It's not the military that was under Bush or under Clinton or under Bush or under Reagan. I'm going back in time or other, under Carter, under Ford, under Nixon, under LBJ, under um, JFK. Just a different military now. It's woke. Those soldiers can still be good, although they all caved to take in a forced vaccination. And it was a forced, unlawful vaccination. So the phrase, you can't be what you want, like it's hard for me to even read it. The phrase, you can't be what you can't be, resonates with me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. As a queer person of color and a first-generation immigrant from a working-class background, there were not many role models for me to see growing up. Well, how about this role model? Other people. How's that for a role model? Male, female, other people. There's your role model. There's lots of other people on the planet. I feel privileged to co-chair the LGBTQ and ERG. Aaron, see if you find, what does ERG mean? I have no idea. Maybe you know, or if not, you can find out. And help spread awareness of lived queer experiences. I'm sure this makes their customers feel better that have now lost all their money, although the federal government's paying them back now. Queer experiences partner, partner with charitable organizations, and above all, above all, above all, not keeping your company in business, but actually killing off her company. And again, this comes down to that philosophy that I just told you a minute ago. If what you are doing, oh, employee resource group. Okay, there we go. ERG, I had no idea. But if you are killing off the company doing what you're doing and you benefit off the company, how are you going to continue to, to count on those benefits when the company that you're benefiting from is, going, is slowly but surely being, being killed off by your actions? And that would be above all, Create a sense of community. For her. That's what's most important for her is to create a sense of community. Not making money because that would be the job of the bank is to make money. But above all, she, you know, not making money. That's not priority one. Her priority one is a sense of community for LGBTQ plus employees and allies. There you go. All right, go to the next one for me. Citizen Free Press videos. Is that where we're at? Good. More on Tucker. We're about to see bank consolidation. Play it for me. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. White House Secretary, not someone we'd ever accuse of having an original thought, but she's a vessel for the plans of others. Here she is on Friday as SVB was collapsing. Now, she doesn't say a word about the fundamentals of the market or the security of your money in banks. Instead, she talks about the one thing that matters to her, which is the racial identity of the people in charge of our finance system. Watch. 
But I do want to take a moment to note the historic nature of the moment that you see in front of you right now. All three of us are historic first in our roles. The first black woman to serve as CEA chair, OMB director, White House press secretary. The first black women right in front of you for all of those three important, important key roles uh, in the administration. These people lack all self-awareness, as if anyone would care. Why should we care? Is there some reason to care? And by the way, you are discrediting by your stupidity and clear incompetence anything you're promoting. You should keep that in mind. So again, these people are living off of a country they're killing and depending on continuing to live on it. If you kill off the country, there's nothing left for you to live on. If you devalue all currency, Corrine Jean-Pierre is as poor as anybody else. I don't think these people get it. If Joe Biden crashes the US dollar and devalues all of our currency, he's poor too. I don't know if these people get that they will be victims of their own policies. You don't get spared because you were in favor of the policies that killed off the country. You don't get spared of the repercussions of killing off the country because you are in favor of the policies that killed off the country. You will be a victim just like everybody else. And then your green Jean-Pierre is talking about, here we are, she's living off of, of the corpse of the United States, which you and I can bring back to life, which we had for four years of Trump, the country was alive. Right now, folks, it is a corpse. It's a corpse. And people are just living off of it like Corrine Jean-Pierre. And they're killing it and then still expecting to live off of it. And she sits up there while banks are closing. 250,000 people a month are crossing the border. I mean, think about this right now. Six million people have crossed the border since Joe Biden has taken office. That we know of. So it's really one to five times that many. So upwards of 20 to 30 million have actually crossed the border since Joe Biden has been president. That's CBP's statistics. And you have, so you have millions crossing the border. You have the Ukraine war going on with a, with a, with Volodymyr Zelensky urging us to send them weapons. You got that going on. You have banks closing all around you. You have a carton of eggs that costs six bucks. You have gas prices through the roof. And they're all talking like you saw, like basically inflation for the year was six, so far this year is 6%. They, but you and I both know, well, you and I all know, there's 444 people watching across our platforms right now. You and I both know, it's not any 6%, no 6% increase in gas. It's not a 6% increase in my grocery bill. You come in now at the grocery bill, you got like three bags and it's like $378 for nothing. You get nothing. And so you have all of that going on. And what's her concern? that she's a black lesbian who's the first press secretary, and then you have two black women who have now gotten whatever roles they've gotten in the federal government. And they're the, and they're the glass ceiling breakers. They're the pioneers. Pioneer of what? How, do, how are you an expert at being a press secretary because you're a black lesbian? I don't care if you're a black lesbian, but it doesn't qualify you to do anything any more than me being a white 54-year-old qualifies me to pastor Foundation Church. A black 54-year-old, an Hispanic 54-year-old, an Asian 54-year-old, an Asian 27-year-old, all these. Anybody could, could, could pastor Foundation Church as long as they're qualified and God's called them to do it. It doesn't matter about the melanin content of your skin and who you're having sex with. Why do we all have to know who you're having sex with? 
Why why is it that Karine Jean-Pierre has to go up there and tell us all that she's a lesbian so she has sex with another woman? I don't go up to every every podium. I don't introduce myself every night on the TLP, or I don't introduce myself in the pulpit every Sunday morning with, hello, my name is Pastor Tom Lipley, heterosexual uh, pastor of this church. I mean, if I don't, I'm not going to tell, why do, I, why do we need to tell people what it is or who it is that we're having sex with? And for some people, what it is that they're having sex with. Just don't want to leave them out, of course, because, you know, I, I'm all about, let me see my shirt here, support diversity. All right, where am I at? Tucker again or where am I at, guys? I'm lost now. Tucker again? All right. Citizen, oh, Citizen Free Press. All right. Uh, didn't we do consolidation already? Oh, part two. Play for me. So there was panic, of course, reflected in markets, and it wasn't just regional banks that were affected. For a while this morning, you could not even trade stock in Charles Schwab, venerable Charles Schwab. Schwab it down 25% and tripped a circuit breaker. That's bad. In fact, that kind of panic could quickly, conceivably, become a catastrophe. So on the brink of catastrophe, you need one thing, strong, competent leadership. But we don't have that. We have Joe Biden. Today, he shuffled out to the podium and announced a bailout. I want to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. All right. So the money the Biden administration is using for this bailout apparently is coming from the FDIC. So the feds have it covered. Don't worry about the details. Everything's totally fine. Hold on. Slow down, pal. How did this happen? Can we get an explanation for that? Don't we have regulators? And how did those regulators, since we're pretty confident they exist or are taking big salaries, how did they miss the fact that SVB was insolvent apparently for months and not in some complex credit default swap way, you're going to spend 5,000 words trying to understand, but in a really simple way that's easy to understand. Their liabilities were bigger than their assets. It's very simple. How did nobody notice that? The people who were paid to notice it. Well, Joe Biden unfortunately answered none of those questions. He just ran for the door. Thank you. God bless you. And may God protect our troops. See you in California. Mr. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect other banks to fail, Mr. President? Should all depositors be protected at all banks? All right, thank you, everybody. And again, I've said this hundreds of times, and I don't mean to be redundant, but I've never seen ever, and again, I remember presidencies all the way back to the Carter administration. Not much, but I do remember them. Definitely remember Reagan. Definitely remember Bush one. Definitely remember Clinton. Bush two. Obama. uh, Trump. And now the fake fraudulent elect, elected president, Joe Biden. I remember, and I've never seen presidents just walk away. I mean, literally, it's like it's like somebody has them on remote control. Shut off, turn around, and walk out of the room. I've never seen it in the history of America where a president behaves like that. Just turns his back. People are yelling questions to him and completely ignores him. What is that event called? That event is called a press conference. Why is he not answering questions? And by the way, when was the last press conference the man has actually conducted? Think about it. When was the last time you saw him conduct a press conference? Ever. I mean, I don't even remember. I'm on, I'm, I am on the news every day of my life for hours every day. I don't remember his last press conference. I don't. 
Nobody's even putting out clicker, cl uh, uh, clickers anymore. Any, any counts how many days it's been since Joe Biden has done a press conference? Is everybody's given up? Let's go to the next one. Here's some interesting stuff because we are living in a Goebbels state. Remember, you got to have two things. Remember these things. Write these things down. You got to have two things if you're going to have a totalitarian system or a totalitarian government. Got to have two things. You got to have a Goebbels, which is what this is, and you've got to have a Mengele. Let's talk about the Goebbels. Senator Mark Kelly called for, so this is the senator out of Arizona. Senator Mark Kelly called for social media censorship to prevent bank runs. Democrats are demanding even more censorship and a widening social media panic. So he knew this was coming. You know, between, between the collapse of SVB and Signature, second largest bank collapse in history, four days later, third largest bank collapse in history. He knew it was coming. And what was Mark Kelly, senator out of Arizona? What was his response? Censorship. Not anything else. Censorship. Not changing the system. Not, and we don't need any more banking regulation. We need deregulation. Not, it's not deregulation that caused this. That's a lie. As do bad investments. There's bad investments. Did Trump, this is what everybody knows. Leave this up for me so I don't forget where I'm at. Everybody's claiming on the left that Trump deregulated banks and that's what caused the SVB collapse. It did not. No regulation that Trump took away would have prevented the SB, SVB collapse. Nothing to do with it at all. Trump deregulated banks to a certain degree so that smaller banks could compete with larger banks because with the regulations that were brought in by Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden were for mega banks, the Bank of America's. What are the other big banks? Anybody think of any? Wells Fargo. What? Truist. Yeah, SunTrust, all those. Huge banks were the only way that, the only way to exist is to have all these regulations. And the only way to keep track of the regulations is with an army of attorneys. That was the system that, that Obama, O'Biden put in place. That Barack Obama and, and Joe Biden put in place. That only big banks that could, that could afford a multi-million dollar legal team every year could keep track of. Well, smaller banks couldn't do that. All Donald Trump did was take that away. So you didn't have to have an army of attorneys to exist every year. That's what he did. It had nothing to do with banks invest, investing in, in, in government bonds and hyperinflation hits and devalues the government bonds and the bank loses out. None of the regulations that Donald Trump took away would have even applied to SVB, nor would it have stopped. If he left those regulations in place, it wouldn't have stopped what happened to SVB. They don't, they don't apply. But Mark Kelly, what he's concerned about, again, Arizona senator, it's a person who put his hand on the Bible and swore to uphold and defend the First Amendment, his, his immediate reaction, basically his visceral reactions, reaction, his instinctive reaction, is to censor social media. Let's, let's censor anybody talking about it. Listen, anybody who's afraid of people talking about about anything is actually afraid of the truth or they're not necessarily afraid of the truth because people could be lying but they're they know they can't defend their truth and again there is only one truth i'm just saying that for some people the truth is their truth that's what i mean so if you're afraid of discussion if you're anthony fauci why would they, why would anthony fauci not want any alternatives to the animal origin of the of, of coronavirus any alternatives to the vaccine why because he is invested in both not just financially reputationally he's invested 
even legally, he could go to prison over his investments in these things. So he can't allow there to be any discussion. So there's a nefarious purpose. Remember, if it's nonsensical and illogical, it's always nefarious. It's always evil. If it's nonsensical and illogical, it's evil. So if you don't want discussion, it's because if you want to censor discussion, you want to ban free speech, it's because you cannot defend the truth that you are espousing. That's the problem. I have no, listen, I'll never ban anybody. I mean, I, if you come on, if you come on the TLP and you start dropping mother effers all over the place, we're going to, we're going to ban you. But I mean, you still have the, you have the right to, to, you know, to go say those things. This is my own private little platform here. So we can, we can do those things, but these things are not private platforms. They, they I know that's what everybody, everybody says. No, they, they have special federal exemptions. Facebook and social media platforms, they have, they have federal exemptions under, under uh, Section 230 of the federal code. They must allow free speech or lose their exemptions. Of course, they don't allow free speech. They operate as publishers instead of platforms, and nobody goes after them because nobody has the guts to do it. But that's, what, that's a senator's visceral reaction to the truth. Don't let anybody talk about it. There might be a run on the banks. Good. Let there be a run on the banks. Let these banks fail. If SVB failed and Signature failed, it would have no effect on you and me. I know that it would affect some people, but it would have no effect on you and me. None. Let them fail. That's what needs to happen. We are thirty coming up on $32 trillion in debt. And people, again, I'll go back to my original argument. Oh, you know what? We won the day. We bailed out the banks. Okay, you won the day. So now you get to exist as an, as, as an American. You get to go to Starbucks today, get your cafe latte, you know, get your, uh, you, you, you know, go to your drive-thru on the way home, whatever it is, or go eat your, go to your cocktail party in D.C. You get, to, you get to live another day as an American. But how many more days do you get like that when you are destroying America? $32 trillion in debt. How many more cocktail parties are you going to be able to go to when there is no, when money is completely devalued through hyperinflation, where a dollar means nothing. Well, no, I can, I can still call the police. Why would the police work for no money? Well, Joe Biden will still have his secret service. Why would the secret service work for no money? If there is no more value in money, why would anybody, work? if you blow out your ACL, who's going to do your surgery? If you get your teeth knocked out, who's going to put your implants in for no money? People ever think like this? If you keep, destroying the system that pays for your dentist, that pays you as a politician, that pays you as a police officer, pays you as a pastor. Like you're, Tom, you don't get paid by, the, by tax dollars. Yeah, I do. I get paid by what, I don't get paid directly from tax dollars, but I get paid because the people in my church and abroad make money and send it to me. If you attack that system, if AOC, like she runs all those jobs out of New York, all those Amazon jobs, so all those tax dollars are, are not going to her constituency, well, if you continue to do that, how does she expect to get paid without tax dollars? She gets paid $150-something-thousand-dollars a year. I think it's one forty-seven, one dollars $147,000 a year, and she's a multi-multi-millionaire because she, sold, she has her own, like, I don't know, cosmetic line or clothing line or combination therein. I think it's clothing. So if people have no money 
to buy her clothing, well, she'd be like, well, I still got millions in the bank. No, you don't. If the, if the, if the currency has no value, you have no money and nobody's coming to work for you. Your driver's not coming, AOC. I don't can't believe these people don't see this. We won today. We won today. We bailed out the banks. Yeah, but you, ba- you, you are destroying your ability to ever bail out anything again. It will run out. And not that we should ever bail out anything again. You're ruining your ability to ever get paid. Is that making sense? It's amazing that people don't see it. You're on the left. We want a political victory. Okay, what does that mean when you have no country? It'll never be like that. Everybody always says that before it happens. That's what everybody said in Venezuela. Venezuela is like the richest country in the world. I don't mean that literally, but they were in the top 10. Now they're nothing. They're eating their dogs and they have an average weight loss of 30 pounds per person. That's not because they're all on the Atkins plan. They are all on the Atkins plan. They're only eating meat. That's the feral cats they're catching. That's the Biden plan. People don't, I mean, it's like Joe Biden. I'll, I'll just use Joe Biden as an example or any, or any liberal politician. I want a political victory. I got reelected. I got reelected by continuing to spend money we don't have and printing money we don't have. You got continue, you got elected to what? A country that's going to go under. And all your glory's gone. Your circus service is gone. Your limos are gone. Why? You think people are just going to go in and work for free? Amazing they can't see it. All right, let's go to the next one. Chuck Cholesterol Treat, last one on the banking stuff. Obama, WMB, 307 um, billion, a billion bank collapse. Russia invaded. Uh, this is the characteristics of the Democratic Party. Trump, zero major bank collapse. They're all claiming 14, just little banks. Nothing like 307 billion. WMB, $307 billion bank collapse, and then Russia invaded Ukraine. This is what China's looking at too, by the way. Look, you got feeble Joe Biden coming out and refusing to answer any questions from the press corps. You're looking really strong, Joe. Trump, zero major bank collapses, record-breaking economy, no new wars. Biden, SVB, and now Signature Bank, $209 billion bank collapse, additional failures likely, Russia invaded Ukraine. Again, here's the other, here's the other, uh, attributes and i mean that facetiously of all democratic party of all democratic party presidents you will see an embassy invaded as we saw with barack hussein obama as we saw with billy clinton as we saw with joe biden our embassies all get invaded not under trump and listen i am no george w bush fan but he was a war hawk and they didn't dare invade embassies under him either but under bill clinton Embassy rated, Barack Obama, embassy rated, Joe Biden, embassy rated. Always have new wars, always have financial collapses, and always have rampant crime. That's the, these are the hallmarks of every, every Democratic Party, every Democratic Party president. All right, let's go to the next thing. Getting off of this financial thing, I can't believe I just spent all that time on it. I never, I don't, I honestly never think I could spend 50 minutes talking about it because I really have no idea. Any, I don't really have a comprehensive understanding of the banking system except for, you know what, don't make bad investments and you'll be just fine. All right, Representative, here, just switching to this. I got to show you this. I got this at the last minute, but it, to me, it was completely riv, uh, riv, uh, riveting. And it's uh, Representative James Comer video. And he says, my at government uh, site investigation. This is Biden and China. Play it for me. 
it does show a pattern that uh, the Biden family was receiving money directly from China. And the question I have, Sean, is what were they doing in return for that money? Well, that's James Comer. His job is oversight committee as members are reviewing 14 years of documents they received from Hunter Biden bank records. Chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer out of Kentucky, is with me now. And, sir, good morning to you. Thank you for your time and for being here today. I want to try and clear up a few matters. You were on with Sean last night, okay? So you have received mm -hmm. through Bank of America thousands of these records that go back 14 years. Uh, one of them includes yeah, an associate by the name of Rob Walker. And you said last night that two months after Joe Biden left the office of the vice president, so that's January, February, what, uh, March of 2017, I'm guessing? Yes. Around that time, yes. he received a $3 million wire from two people directly associated with the CCP in Beijing. What is that all about, sir? You made the claim. What did you discover? Well, we discovered that they got a $3 million wire uh, two months after Joe Biden left office. And then the very next day, from that account, that Walker account that appears to be a pass-through account, then they started wiring money to Biden family members, plural. And there were three different Biden family members that received a cut from that $3 million, including a new Biden family member that's never before been included in any of these investigations. So our question is, you know, what exactly did they do to receive that money? What was the purpose of that $3 million wire. Now, that's just the first wire that we've actually been able to obtain bank records on. There are many, many more. Okay, you, you put your... There are some complicated aspects of life. I can say that with complete confidence, but most, most aspects of life are not complicated. Explain to me why it would be that the Biden family, not just Hunter, but through Hunter as a conduit, why the Biden family would receive $3 million from the CCP. Please give me a reason. And there's no accounting of what they were receiving that $3 million for. What services were they receiving from James Biden, Hunter Biden, Frank Biden, all of which are galactic idiots. Seriously, dumb people. They're dumb. Or, of course, Joe Biden, who is the epitome of dumb. Explain to me. I want everybody to let's flip this. If you put that Donald Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump received $3 million from the CCP, and that's where it all came from, the CCP. There's no delineation between banks in China and the CCP. They're all the CCP. If it's a Burger King in China, it's a CCP-owned and operated Burger King, just like the Wuhan Institute of Virology was a CCP-owned and operated uh, Institute of Virology. So, again, it's like with Joe Biden in possession of classified documents. It's an it's, it's a obvious and unequivocal felony. There's nothing else to it. There's nothing to discuss. This, this is the areas of life which 99% of life is very easy, very easy to understand. There's no reason for Mike Pence or Joe Biden to have classified documents. None. None. They were vice presidents. They cannot declassify. They do not have the right to, to have classified documents. We just had 20 more boxes. No, 12. 12 more boxes. What was it? Nine. Can't remember. Boxes. Many boxes. Found that they'd taken. I didn't get to that story yet. Or maybe I did. I can't remember. But I do so many of them. But many, many, many boxes were just found again of Joe Biden having classified documents. 
that were taken out of the Penn Biden Center before the search. His attorneys took them out, and I can't remember where he moved them to, but they moved them to a secure location, of course, prior to the search. There's no way that any of this is not felonious. Felonious obstruction, felonious possession of classified compartmented documents. And it's the same thing here. There is no way, no way to, to, to justify $3 million being sent to the Biden family. And this is just the tip of the iceberg because they received $1.5 billion in 2014 when Hunter and Joe flew over together on Air Force Two and Hunter secured $1.4, $1.5 billion from a CCP-controlled bank to go to Hunter Biden's firm for consultancy fees. There's no way. There's no way for that. And again, give us the outline of what services you provided for a foreign entity. And here's the other thing. What about the FARA documentation? Foreign Agency, Foreign Agent Registry Act, which is what they tried to prosecute Michael Flynn for. Why did they, why, what did they use as an excuse to, to prosecute slash persecute Mike, Mike, uh, uh, General Mike Flynn under? The FARA Act, right? Foreign Agent Registry Act. Because he was making phone calls. They, Donald Trump had been elected in early November. Mike Flynn was making phone calls from that moment into the inauguration to foreign powers as all incoming. I forgot what his title is. Uh, it, was, it, was, it actually wasn't DNI. It was, uh, dang, I can't remember. Advi- uh, it was uh, Intel Advisor, but I can't remember his exact. See if you can find that for me here so I can get it right, sir, so I can be factually correct here. But in his current capacity, he was making phone, Mike Flynn was making calls to foreign entities. That's what everybody does from the moment they're elected until the moment they're inaugurated. And then, of course, you continue to make those calls. So everybody does. So what Joe Biden did when he got, when he got elected. That's what John, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, the moment they get elected, before they're sworn in, they're calling their counterparts around the world. That's not being an agent of a foreign government. And by the way, it's not agent in terms of James Bond. It's an agent as far as you are working on behalf of a foreign country. That's not illegal. You can be an agent of a foreign country where you are trying to sell pencils to the federal government out of you know, Viet- Vietnam. Okay, you're just, you are, you are the ambassador of pencils. You, you are the conduit of pencils from Vietnam to the United States. What was it? United States uh, National Security Advisor. You are the man. The NSA. Yeah, National Security Advisor. Thank you. I'm so glad you drive me, drives me crazy. So as incoming NSA, National Security Advisor, Flynn was just talking to his counterparts around the globe. It's not a violation of the FAIR Act. And who was it that suggested that he be tried under the FAIR Act? That would be Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who received $3 million minimum. This is just the tip of an iceberg. This is from January 2009. Not even the 2014 trial. They haven't got there yet because they have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of documents from, the, from Bank of America alone. Who knows what other banks are involved? which Bank of America is one of the giant banks that they're actually supporting right now because they want to consolidate banks. Because if you only have three or four banks worldwide, then again, they've leveraged you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government, right? Because if you only have three or four banking options, you can't go anywhere else. They can control your access. If you have 500 options, you're going to have some right-wing banks, you have some libertarian banks, some liberal banks, some leftist banks. You can go to, you can, you can, you know, plot your, you know, you can, you can try to plot your course anywhere, but they want to take away all your options 
Because if they could take away all your options, then you can only come a singular way. And then they can control your access to that singular way. That's, that's the point of it all. It's the point of all of what you're seeing. And you're like, yeah, but Tom, when they do things like this, they always come back though. They, you're saying that they're purposely causing a financial collapse. That's correct, but it has to be palatable to you. Otherwise, you'll revolt. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm just saying you won't support, you won't believe me, you'll vote them all out. Even Democrats, if they fully understood it, I'm not talking about just absolute left, the 30% you know, of, of the country that's just gone. They're gone. They're just mindless you know, zombies for the, for the globalist left. But it has to be palatable for you. See, 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 see Joe Biden, he, gas prices going through the roof are on the verge of $8 a gallon gas. So he goes and raises the strategic oil reserve. You're like, Tom, but if he wanted to collapse our economy, why wouldn't he just let the gas prices go? He was. If, he, if, you would, if you would have swallowed it, he would have let it keep going, just like masking, vaccine, locking down, social distancing, quarantine. If, they, if you would have let them get away with it, we'd still all be quarantined right now, not that I would ever abide, because I'm not going to die on my knees. Most other Christians will, I will not. But that's the point, he's gotta make it palatable. So you see them come back and he does, he causes the bank to collapse and then bails them out. Because he's gotta make it palatable for you. It's in, in, if it was really fast, if they, and, they, and every, all of these things, whether it's COVID or climate change, ESVs, everything, CRT, ESG, if you, if you will swallow it, they'll let it go. We can be full communist, socialist, WEF, globalist control tomorrow. But too many of us would revolt against that. So they've got to make it palatable. And just like I've told you, I'm seeing Christians slide back into being comfortable with the freedom that they've lost. I don't want to keep fighting. I don't want to keep battling. Yeah, but you've lost a, a big chunk of your freedom. And they gave you, they took 20% of your freedom. They gave you 4% 4 back and you're just going to rejoice in that and be happy. But you've still lost 16%. That's the plan. Ease it forward. Otherwise you will revolt against it. So they, they make a big move, collapse a bunch of financial institutions, and they're like, oh, people are going nuts. You know, you have Mark Kelly, censor social media, censor something, because they know people are revolting. So then they make it palatable for you. They make it palatable. You know what? Let's, get, get, let's make sure the FDIC comes in. Let's pay them back. You know, all that. Whether, you know, whether it's COVID, we'll pull back the masking restrictions for now. You know, pull back the vaccinations. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport for now, all the while keeping their emergency powers in place for the next outbreak. They make it palatable for you. That's, that's all establishment Republicans are about. You've heard me give you this dissertation before. That's all establishment Republicans are about, is making you believe there's people fighting for you on Capitol. So it makes the leftist agenda move slower, but more palatable for you. But it's always moving forward joe biden comes out to the to the podium the the budget that i put forward that was approved by people like tom cotton which was such a such a disappointment of course mitch mcconnell mitt romney all the bent over globalist pieces of worthless crap that are rhinos they of course go along with it but it's just so you think that you know what there's people there fighting for me but they're not really fighting for you they're just ushering it forward. They always come up to, I was going to say, it's Joe Biden. They always come up to a podium and say, now one, this is all paid for. How can everything be paid for when we're $32 trillion in debt? We were less than a trillion dollars in debt in 2000. Now we're almost $32 trillion. Just go ahead and say it. $32 trillion in debts and another $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. How has everything been paid for then? But yet they still come up every time mesmerized Americans go, oh, it's all fully paid for. Joe Biden has come out and said, 
that he's reducing the national debt and deficit. He hasn't done either one. What's his budget for 20? What's his budget for 2023? 6.8 trillion dollars. What are we bringing in taxes? 5 trillion. So it's 2 trillion dollars over budget. $2 trillion over what we even bring in in taxes. So that takes us from $32 trillion. By the end of this year, if it's approved, $34 trillion. But he's not adding a dollar to the deficit and not a dollar to, to, the, uh, to the debt. That's what he says from the podium. And he'll even come out and say, here's what I've lowered in comparison. They never, in comparison to Trump, they never lower actual expenditures. They only lower increases in expenditures. It's all a giant lie. Here's Facebook, NTD News tweet. My, a, parent, a Facebook parent, is, again, you can be a leftist all you want. And you're a devout leftist, and all the leftists applaud you, but it will not spare you from the leftist policies. Facebook parent Meta has announced that it's slashing another 10,000. This is not on, the only 10,000, because look at the date on the bottom. That's today. Aaron and I reported, what was it, a couple months ago, they were slashing 10,000. And here's another 10,000. And they're not hiring 5,000 job openings that are current at Facebook right now. They currently have 5,000 job openings. They're not hiring anybody to fill those openings. And they're firing an additional 10,000 people. And it's amazing that all those people being fired will still vote for Joe Biden in 2024. Because they, again, they just don't get it. You, you can, you can, because they'll get, maybe they'll get some sort of, you know, government money. And look again, you know, the government's taking care of us. If you keep sucking off the government's teat, eventually there's no teat to suck off of because there is no government, because there is no money. You can't just live for today and only see uh, as far as your nose is in front of your face. I want a political victory. Great, you want a political victory. The border's wide open, bankrupting the country. How much of a political victory will it be when there is no country? All right, let's go to the next one. I don't even know where I'm at. Go to the next one, the other side now. There we go. Okay, yeah, going on to 1-6. Ryan J. Kelly video, new body-worn camera footage shows, now this is actually, Ryan J. Kelly is from NBC News. Maybe they're starting, I mean, you never know. You can always hope for the best, prepare for the worst. But Ryan J. Kelly's from, from I think it's uh, MSNBC, but it might, no, it's just NBC, just NBC, I believe. Or maybe ABC, can't remember. But anyway, but mainstream news, that's why I kind of, it, it was amazing to me that he put this out, or maybe he thinks this is what an insurrection looks like. But here's inside the center's chamber. I mean, everybody's talking about Jacob Chansley right now, the QAnon shaman. Everybody's talking about him, and I'll show you some footage from him in just a second. But, and this has him in it. But that's not what it's all about. I mean, yeah, he, he should be, for time served, he should already be out. What Jacob, what Jacob Ch- uh, Chansley should have gotten, if anything, was unlawful parading on the Capitol. Notice to appear, $1,000 fine. He should have never been in jail. I'd like to say most of the 100 or so that are being held in the D.C. Gulag right now should have gotten a parading on the Capitol charge. If that, if that, trespassing charge, if that, because a lot of them have been charged with trespassing when they had no idea they were trespassing because the barriers that marked where it is that you're trespassing were removed, you know, before they ever got there by Ray Epps. Ray Epps is the one who moved the first barriers that said trespassing. And he removed those barriers. So people went, they trespassed on grounds that they didn't know they were trespassing on because there's no signs, which by the way, you can't charge people with trespassing if they don't know they're trespassing, but yet they're doing it anyway, because we have a lawless DOJ headed by Merrick Garland. But here's, here's the left's version of insurrection. See what kind of insurrectionist vibe you get out of this video. Play it for me. Sorry, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Thank let's you. go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you, officers. God bless you guys. Yeah, in, insurrection. Insurrection. Sedition. Sedition. Here, look, there it is. This is what we've heard for the last two years. Insurrection. Insur- that's an insurrection. Everybody left the chamber, Senate chambers upon request. How's that an insurrection? In any way, shape, or form. Well, Lom, there's some violence that occurred outside. Okay, that's not an insurrection. That's a protest gone bad and charge people accordingly. Mainly probably instigated by the FBI and by informants and, and uh, uh, you know, people that FBI put in, into the crowd themselves to instigate the very violence that they're now prosecuting people for. FBI assets inside the crowd. Of course, the Christopher Ray refused to answer. How is this an insurrection? Everybody's leaving. They're leaving. How, how, how did they try to overturn the election? You hear this You hear this propagandized all the time by Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, the insurrection from 1-6, where all these Trump supporters tried to overthrow the election. How are they trying to overthrow an election right here? Here it is. This is right in the midst of it. This is the insurrection right here. Here's the insurrection. How? No guns, no violence. Police told them to jump. They said how high. Police told them to leave the Senate chambers. They left the Senate chambers. How is this an insurrection in any way, shape, or form? Obviously, it is not. So let's go to the next one. I had to just show you this interesting video that I had never seen before. Chuck Cholesterol video just in. Never seen before footage emerges. I'm just going to show you at least you know, 30, 40 seconds of this. Of Jacob Chansley calling the FBI after the January 6th protest. Play for me. Um, my name is Jake. Uh, the reason for the call is because I heard y'all are looking for me. I heard y'all uh, are uh, trying to get information on me. I'm the dude that was in the horns in the Capitol building. So I just thought I'd call you guys because I heard you guys were looking for information on me or, or all that stuff. So I thought I'd call and uh, nip, uh, nip it in the bud. Brave solid, brother. I don't know. I'm not 100%. We're kind of on the road. Um, I'd rather just uh, figure out what you guys want. What's that? Because, man, apparently people have been telling me all over the internet that, that DCPD said that I'm a, uh, I'm wanted uh, as a uh, person of interest, quote-unquote, for a quote-unquote unlawful entry of the Senate. And uh, apparently I've been told by more than one person that the FBI is looking for me. So I'm not the type of guy that is going to, like, run and hide. I don't do that. I, I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm a bold man. I believe in the truth. I believe in my faith in God and country and so i'm calling to see what y'all would like to talk about what kind of information y'all were looking for 
Sure. Um, let me just get that one second. Hold on. What's that? Here. All right, so there, I just wanted to show you that. Obviously, there's a very dangerous insurrectionist who's just, who has to spend 41 months. I've been saying four and a half years, really like three and a half years. Three and a half years in prison. I don't know if he gets credit for time served or not because he's been in jail since basically a month after Jace, after January 6th, after 1-6, uh, 2021. He's been, he's, been, he's been in jail ever since. And here we are, what is today, March 15th or so? 14th, March 14th, 2023. He's been in prison for the last two years and two months already. Hopefully he gets credit for time served on that 41-month sentence. But that, how's it? Listen, again, there, you, you can cherry-pick things. Again, life, life is actually simple. There can be a, a, a difference. It's not even a difference of opinion. You have something, you know, obviously you had a protest. You can see, oh, nothing, nothing bad happened at all in 1-6. That could be one opinion. And then you had an insurrection. Now, can both of those be wrong? Yes, bad things happen on 1-6. If you're one of those that claim nothing bad happened, you're wrong. We have video footage of cops being hit. But you had Ray Epps whispering in the ear of that guy. Now, who Ray Epps is? Is he an operative for the FBI? I believe he is. Whisper in the ear of that young man. And then they basically ran over a D.C. Metro copper Capitol policeman with that uh, fencing that's like a bicycle rack over the cop. That's a crime. That's a felony. That's a battery of law enforcement officer. People should have to answer for those crimes. But none of the, again, so it's not, nothing happened on 1-6. And it's not an insurrection. You don't, you don't have to choose one of those two. You don't have to say it's an insurrection. If I don't say it's an insurrection, then people are going to think I'm a right winger. Well, it's got nothing to do whether you're a right winger or not. Same thing with masking. It should have to do with what's true and what will keep you from getting a virus, right? No, everyone wears a mask now because it's a swastika so that you show that you're a part of the, of the globalist left. Same thing with their, their vaccination necklaces and such. So you, you ought to be able to choose a position that's actually correct between the two incorrect positions, which are one six, nothing bad happened, and an insurrection. Well, it wasn't an insurrection and it wasn't just a protest. What it was was things in between. Most of the people that participated in the protest did absolutely nothing wrong. 99.9%. Then you got the 0.1%, the hundreds that entered the Capitol. What should they be charged with? Sedition? Insurrection? Treason? No. No, they had no guns. They didn't do, basically, basically nobody was harmed inside the Capitol. Any harm that was done to any DC Metro cops or Capitol Police officers was done outside because inside the Capitol, all the video shows is all of the protesters uh, obeying lawful commands of law enforcement. So it should be everybody inside the Capitol, since there was no violence, should be unlawful parading or trespassing or nothing. You don't have to choose between the two, the, the two most polar opposite viewpoints of what happened. You can choose one in between because in between is the truth. And going more towards just a protest end. There was some violence and anybody who committed a violent act, but the only one on video, well, no, that's not the only one on video, really the only one on video instigating, that I've seen instigating uh, felonious acts against law enforcement was Ray Epps, and he's the only one that's been fully exonerated. All right, let's go with the montage of vaccine stuff. Steve Kirsch tweet, here's another one, never seen this stuff before, ever in my life, 54 years, okay, I haven't really liked to fly for the last 10 years, I don't know what happened to me. I was fine with flying before, and I've gotten to where I'm flying again. I'm good now, but, but anyway, flown a lot throughout my life, probably more than most people. Not because I used to play college football and stuff, so I've flown quite a bit. But 
I've never seen any of this. I've never seen any events like this before, ever, ever. Uh, veteran British Airways pilot collapses and dies. Doesn't collapse and get carted off in an ambulance. Doesn't collapse and get resuscitated. Doesn't collapse and you know why they found out he had low blood sugar. Nope. He collapses and dies. When was the last time you ever heard of a pilot? Right? Shortly before he was due to captain packed passenger jet. I doubt the British regulators will investigate just like the FAA doesn't investigate any of these deaths. We've had the same things happen with us. I don't know about collapsing and dying, but heart-related incidences that the FAA is refusing to look at because they know they forced vaccines, experimental myocarditis, heart attack-causing vaccines on their pilots and on all their employees. So now they don't want to look into it. They lowered their their EKG standards. I mean, that happened right here in the United States. The EKG standards for the pilot who's piloting your plane full of 300 people has lowered EKG standards. Now, why? Because nobody could pass the EKG standards. Why would, and then think about that. Think about the cataclysmic news event that I just told you. This is, go, this is not just for British Airways. This is for the entire airline industry in the United States. They couldn't find enough pilots to pilot aircrafts anymore. And these were ones that were already hired. Because they have to go through regular EKGs. It's kind of important when you're flying a plane full of 300 people. So they have to pass They have to pass EKGs regularly. Nobody can pass them anymore, so they lower the standard. Why is that not worldwide news? How many flights are there per day? And nobody can pass the EKG standard anymore, so they just lower the EKG standard? Why is that not all over MSNBC? And again, you see, just because of your fervency... I believe in vaccines and we won. Everybody has to be vaccinated. Is that going to keep you from being on a plane that goes down? Because you believe. You know, we won. We forced all those airline pilots and all those employees to be vaccinated. We won. Now, none of them can pass EKGs. So the the plane that the pro-vaxxers on may go down, but they won. So that you... Just because you're fervent about stupid things and you win will not spare you from the repercussion of the stupid things that you advocated for. Be aware of that. Always be aware of that. All right, let's go to the next one. And here's something. Now, this is, this, this is heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Never seen it before. Again, when have you ever seen a professional, world-famous musician drop dead on a stage? First one I've ever seen in my 54 years. Now, what is different now? Let me ponder for just a moment. What's different now than my, than my prior 52 years? Because for 52 years, we didn't have mRNA vaccinations for a 99.9% survival virus. We didn't do, we didn't alter people's genes for forever for a 99.9% post-infection survival virus. We didn't do that then. We do that now, and now you got a British Airways pilot who's about to jet off with 200 people. Drop freaking dead. Dead. Dead to his family, dead to his wife, dead to his kids, dead to his parents, dead to his passengers, dead. And now you got a rapper performing a show in front of looks like hundreds or even thousands of people, and he drops dead. Never happened before, ever in human history. Play for me, Heather.
You can be on the left and be like, we won. We got everybody vaccinated. Now you got that though. And you're going to be spared? Are you sure? Because right here, put the next one for me, Heather. 16% increase in excess deaths. So they used to, if you basically be this, you had a hundred, you had a hundred people die one year and now you got 16% more. So you got another additional 16, 16, that's a huge increase. Remember a 10% increase according to Edward Dow, statistical genius out of BlackRock, former BlackRock executive, a 10% increase in excess deaths is a one in 200 year event. And that's what they're having right now in Australia. 16%. 16%. And by the way, that's their government putting out. So you can probably double this. You can probably double it because in other countries, it is at about 30%, 30 to 40% increase in excess deaths. That's what, the, that's what the actuaries are reporting. The actuaries are the statistical data coming out of insurance institutions are reporting 40% increase, 40%. So one year before, just statistically making it easy to discuss. You had 100 deaths. Now you got 140 deaths. A 40% increase in excess deaths between 25 and 64 years of age. People that are 25 to 64 years old. So 40% and 30% increase in all other categories. 16% increase. Again, again, this is a government stat, so it's probably way higher. But when the government has to, has to admit, while you still have Dana Andrews and all the rest of the idiots in Australia pimping and orange vaccines, your fifth bivalent booster... And you don't have to get your first four for it now. You, it used to be to get Vax 3, you had to take Vax 1 and 2. No matter what, even though you get, think about how stupid it is. To get your, to get your third shot, the, third, the booster, or the fourth shot, which is the second booster, you had to take all shots before that first. So you had to take shots against a variant that no longer exists. Think about how stupid it is. Talk about just mindless religion, mindless repetition. Talk about just like Pink Floyd being prophetic. These people just line up and do what they're told to do without even questioning. These are the results. All right, let's go to the next one. Here it is, out of Australia again. In Australia, 96% vaccinated, 96% vaccine compliance. Death riddle. It's a death riddle. See, you have to be religiously in denial. I mean that, theologically, religiously in denial. To be like, death riddle. Well, I wonder why you never had in your lifetime a double-digit increase in excess deaths. Never. Not even in 2020. Whether that's Remember, that is the temple, 2020. March, April, May of 2020 is the temple of the branch COVIDians. Everybody's dying. We're being overrun. They're sending in refrigerator trucks, remember? None of that ever happened, by the way. That was all bold-faced freaking lies. But of course they did, they, they propagated anyway. So they have mass hysteria to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. All the groundwork, all the infrastructure put in place for CBDC and social credit systems using the vaccine passport. That's what it's all about from day one. Hope that makes sense to everybody. Death riddle. Mystery as, as, as Australians dying at levels not seen in 80 years. Now 80 years. Let me, let me figure it out. Aaron, figure it out. 80 years ago is what? Because I'm, I'm too high. 2023, 80 years ago is what? Is that the 40s? Right? All right. So, okay. So, the 40s. What was Australia doing in the 40s? Anybody remember? 
Oh, oh, they were storming Normandy with us. Oh, one in 200 year event is happening 80 years later. Well, a one in 200 year event is like Auschwitz, the Holocaust, 8 million Jews dead. Hundreds of millions killed by Stalin in his starvation. Hundreds of millions killed, hundreds of millions of people killed in World War II. Russians killed, Germans killed, Americans killed, English, French, Spaniards, all tons, tons of uh, uh, citizens around the world, millions killed, right? That's a one in 200 year event. Well, it happened again, but strange, there's no war going on now. But they're having just as many people dying now as they did in World War II. Strange, isn't it? Well, what's the difference between 2019 and now, what, what's the difference between 2020? Because this didn't happen in 2020. At the epicenter of the bubonic plague number two. What's it happening then? It's happening now. Because the real bioweapon was released, which is the vaccine. Highest death rates in 80 years. And the UK is seeing the same phenomenon. They cannot hide it much longer. It's coming out. That's why you got to have a Ukraine war. Got to cover it up. Got to have a Ukraine war to cover it up. That's what it's all about. Let's go to the next one. Hercules video. More from Australia. Play it for me. Look at this for a headline. Canberra set to become the most COVID vaccinated city in the world. This article is more than one year old. So it's over a year old. Fast forward to the weekend that just passed the 5th of March 2023. I'm going to show you a video from a COVID vaccine death memorial in Canberra. Watch this. And I was just telling my producer, Aaron, when you can't side by side, that just the last like uh, 15 seconds of that video to skip the part. Yeah, I like that part. That'd be awesome. I just wanted to show you this. This is reality. This is this is the reality of vaccines. You got the pontificating and the propagandizing of the globalist left that there's no harm. These are all the dead people. This is just Canberra, Australia, right there. Look at it. This goes on and on and on and on. This is like a line at a Trump rally. Those are the people who are dead, dead from the vaccine. And you still have idiots like John Legend, you know, Martha Stewart, Pink, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Justin Trudeau, pimping and whoring a vaccine that has caused this many tombstones. And I know they're not tombstones, memorials. Look at that. That's just in Canberra, Australia. Strangely, the most vaccinated area in the world is Canberra, Canberra, Australia. Canberra, I want to say it right. Canberra, Australia. And when you're the most vaccinated area in the world, this is how many funeral markers that you will have. That's the facts. That's the facts. All right, I'm back here Saturday night. I mean, not Saturday night. It's only Tuesday. I'll be back here Thursday night, 8.30, 90 Minutes of Fury. Tons of videos. Great videos to follow. Got a little, little advertising clip. That's it. Stick around. As many people as possible. Stick around. Watch these videos. They're fantastic. Seriously, no more talking for me. Straight videos for probably, what, 10 minutes there? Something like that. 10 minutes worth of videos. You got to watch them. Love you all. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. So what is the will of God? Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that 
to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27 and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear. Not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt 